0: Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, the 3rd of February, 2023. It's iconic CEO Jamie Icke, and this is The Daily Download. Well, happy Friday, everybody. Finally, at the end of the week, so it's the last one of these until Monday, and we've got a few interesting stories to go through this morning. This one from the Daily Mail online here in the UK in probably the most predictable headline ever. I think many of us are shocked, I should say. Not shocked, let's be honest. Gender-neutral toilet was more favourable to men, says Judge, as he rules town council against discriminating women. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I saw this coming. I, I honestly did. I thought that gender-neutral toilets would probably be something that men would favour over women, mainly down to the fact that men are stronger, invariably, and therefore would more easily overpower a woman and take advantage which is I I completely understand the fears of most women and that's why they're against these and it's astonishing that so many people aren't I find it truly astonishing and I actually find as a man it's a very weird enterprise to be honest um I was in a gender neutral toilet once in Sweden because so many restaurants over there have them and it's weird It's really weird. Uh, You're washing your hands next to a woman, you're stood having a a wee at the urinal with a woman stood behind you washing her hands, and it's it's just odd. It feels very uncomfortable, and I didn't like it, so I can completely understand why women don't uh, and don't want it. And I think it's our duty, if it's a man's duty to protect and look after women in their lives, and, and indeed women in general, then we need to fight back against this, because I've spoken about this many a time on this podcast and on my show, that This is an ideology being pushed by a very small number of people. Um, I saw a clip last night from an interview on GB News with a lady who was talking about the fact that the Labour leader in the UK, Keir Starmer, can't describe what a woman is. He can't articulate that. He says he doesn't know. Now... To do basically what he's doing is he's pandering to a very, very tiny percentage of people and in doing so, alienating 50% of the population that just happen to be women, which is a biological female. We all know what a woman is. People's thoughts and people's ideologies can't change biological facts. A woman is what a woman is. You can't just change your gender. I've got quite strong views on this. And I think I'm absolutely tired of having to... You know, people biting their tongues, people coming out like they, Richard Madeley dis, did this week and apologise for misgendering Sam Smith. Sam Smith's a man, clearly a very disturbed and very confused man who needs help not to be made the poster boy of this ideology that they're trying to push on the world and trying to push on young people. It's really, really simple. So, this story is quite. I, I'm astonished that this is even news that a judge has ruled that men are the ones that favour gender neutral toilets. Of course they are of course they are. Of course it wasn't going to be something women wanted, was it? It's putting them in a very vulnerable situation. It's astonishing to me. Another story here from the UK. Energy firms are told to stop force-fitting prepayment meters. Now, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure most of you do, but for those of you that don't know, usually when you have a uh, obviously a gas or an electricity contract with a, a supplier, you have a gas meter or electric meter on the side of your house. You send them a reading every however long and they then tell you what you owe them. Now what they're trying to do now and the reason they're trying to do this is because they're trying to screw people, they're trying to put people in even more financial hardship when because they want their money and they've put their prices up and they know a lot of people can't afford to pay so rather than them be not out of pocket because they're they're you know recording record profits but They want to pass that on to the consumer. So what they're doing is they're fitting these prepayment meters, basically, where you pay for the electricity in advance, and if you haven't paid, you can't use it. Now, um, the Times, the Times newspaper here in the UK, have found that debt agents for British Gas, that's British Gas, a company that used to be nationalized and should be the ones that are taking care of British people, had broken into vulnerable people's homes to fit meters. Now, that is disgusting. That is sick. How anyone can be a debt agent, I'll never know because, you know, it's a a morally bankrupt institution to be a part of because you're literally going into the houses or knocking on the doors of people who clearly need support, clearly need help, clearly don't have the money to pay. You know, yes, there's people that skirt around the law and try and not pay things, but the majority of people that end up defaulting on Uh, either mortgage payments or car payments or or energy bills or other various things, they're not there because they can't be bothered to pay. They're there because they can't pay. So then what they do is they put more interest on the payments, which means they spiral out of control. Then they send a thug who's not good enough to be a professional boxer to come round to your house to try and intimidate you into paying money that you can't afford. And if you can't afford it, they come into your house and take goods and belongings that are of the value of whatever it is that you owe. They come in, they lie, they say they've got authority, they say they've got rights, which they don't. And they intimidate vulnerable people. People that's what used to happen. It seems to have gone one step further now that they're actually breaking into people's houses and fitting these prepayment meters, enforcing this upon people, ensuring that they cannot get the heating and the warmth and therefore the gas electricity to cook meals to run fridges to um, you know wash clothes all those things that are needed. They can't afford to do that. And they won't be able to do that with these prepayment meters. So that's sinister enough, the, the meters. And it's even more sinister that they're sending in enforcement agents into vulnerable people's homes. So when I hear the word vulnerable, I'm thinking elderly. I'm thinking, you know, single mums of young kids. People that are not going to stand at the door and fight back. You know, if someone wants to knock on my door and try and get in a fit a prepayment meter, then I'll fancy my chances. But mo- a lot of people don't. And a lot of people are vulnerable because they're intimidated by authority. And these people prey on that. I've met enforcement agents before. I've seen them before. They're just playground bullies that have never grown up out of high school. They're, you know, The profession is morally bankrupt, and how anyone can do it and sleep at night, I don't know. This is a story from the Daily Express here in the UK. Fresh humiliation for the Royal Navy in Britain as £3 billion flagship aircraft carrier now needs even more repairs. Now, this is the um, Her Majesty's Princess of Wales aircraft carrier which is just basically a giant uh, boat that fits aircraft on it to take them around the world to shoot people and drop missiles and kill innocent people most of the time so hardly something that we're going to want you know you want in great shape but what this goes to show is either one of two things because this is this is so many times this has happened Um, so many times this has happened in terms of um, this particular you know, the Navy the, and a military industrial complex in general, both sides of the Atlantic, is weapons bought, they don't work. So either two things are done here. Either money's being spent on a bunch of rubbish or it's being deliberately done and it's being wasted and it's being, you know, ciphered off into various different places. So it's either incompetence or it's corruption. Either way, it's not a great look, is it? When there's people on the street, when there's people going hungry, when there's people who can't afford to heat their homes and having enforcement agents, as I've just said, go in to fit prepayment meters, and you're spending £3 billion on a ship that doesn't work. So it's not like that's giving people some you know, peace of mind because, as we always know, the Russians are coming. That's what we're told anyway. So at least we've got a good military to to block them, to fight them if they invade. Well, we haven't. That's clearly been shown because they can't even build a ship. And they're also spending... Billions of pounds of taxpayers' money, of our money, that could be used to look after the elderly, look after the vulnerable, look after the people that need our support. Instead, it's going to military um, companies that are you know, producing these products and things that clearly don't work. So one way or the other, whatever way you look at it, it ain't great. it's not a great look, and it's not something that we should be happy to accept. Uh, the final story I want to talk about today is actually a story that I wrote myself. It's up on Iconic at the moment. Um, I won't go into too much detail on it because I don't want to get into a a fistfight with with anybody. But what I want to talk about here, just to finish this up this week and give you something to think about over the weekend, is we complain about the establishment all the time. And rightly so. It's corrupt. It's disgusting in the way it carries on. But it's efficient and it's organised. And although they may have their, you know, the right, the left, the centre, they may disagree on so many things or apparently disagree. When it comes to things that are the agenda, they're in unity against us. That's why they always get somewhere with it. Now, we're not. As an independent, as an alternative, up until 2020, we couldn't organise very much, to be honest. There was this resistance movement, but it wasn't unified. It wasn't you know, it wasn't organised particularly well. Now, COVID brought out a lot of good things. There's been some great protest organisers. There's been, you know, things like the Light Paper, things like Stand in the Park, uh, Add Us in there as well, things like Iconic that have come out that are there and are organised and are efficient and are doing good work. But what I still, what still plagues the independent media and alternative media is infighting between people. What I find is that my attitude, which is free speech for all, and everyone has the right to an opinion you have the right to disagree but if ultimately our agenda is to make the world a better place and to bring down this system and you know implement a new one free of corruption that's much more fair that works for the people rather than for the rich as long as we can agree on that the details and the the finite you know belief systems of everything else we can probably go back to arguing later But in the alternative, it seems to be like this, you know, someone says something I can agree with, or someone can agree with 95% of what they say, but if they're not a flat earther or a vegan or a pro-Trump supporter or anything like that, they then all of a sudden get dismissed, called a shill, called controlled opposition. I can agree with 5% of what you say, and if the 5% means that we're on the same page and we're going to end up on the right side of history... I don't care about the other 95% at that particular moment. Providing you're not you know, a racist and trying to cause hatred, which you wouldn't be if you're trying to make the world a better place, then let's unify, let's go in the same direction, let's pull in the same direction, and let's try and bring this down. Whereas we have so much infighting, I'm sure anyone that has seen uh, my Twitter feed in the last couple of days will know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not going to name names, but there's clearly an attempt from lots of different corners of the alternative media, I won't just say one person, to, to cause disruption, to, to have infighting, to nitpick at each other, when aren't we all trying to fight for the same end? Let's stop this infighting, let's come together. We don't have to agree on the finite detail, but we can all agree, I think, that the world is heading in a direction that is not good for any of us. So let's stand together and take a leaf out of the systems book. And stand together and we'll get somewhere. Because they always stand together when it matters and they always seem to get somewhere. Maybe we need to learn from that. Look at the way they are doing it because it's worked and use their system and use their plans against them. Why, While we're divided, we're never going to change anything. So it's time for us to put down those fault lines. Yes, we can disagree on finite detail. However, I respect your right to your opinion as long as you expect my right to, sorry, respect my right to mine and we agree that we need to make a change in the world, then we can work together to achieve that. Today's inspirational quote to leave you with is from Amanda Gorman. There is always light. If only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. And I think that's a nice way to end this week because we need to be the light and we are the light and it's time for us to be brave enough to be it and stand together and really make an impact in changing the world. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, everybody, and I'll be back with you at 10am on Monday morning. Goodbye for now.